like that high note. Ooh, Mariah Carey is shook. Whom? I don't know her. I've never known her. So. So. It's me, me putting sunglasses on. Oh. 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 25. This is episode 25. 25. You guys. Is it time to have like a quarter life crisis? I was going to say. Crisis. Quarter life crisis. We're halfway to 50. We're almost there. Which means we're a quarter of the way to 100. Insane. We made it. We made it. We made it. Uh, this is honestly a podcast of Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. Look at us. High five. Mm, the yeah. smoothness. <laughs> it only took us 25 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to like cough up a log in the corner. Yeah, Zoe has some sort of like weird cough going on. Yeah, it's really fun. My voice sounds raspy and interesting. Mm, yes, raspy. Yeah. Just like play it up, you know? Who doesn't love a raspy voice? I'm just going to go with it. It's who I am now. Yeah. I might be a little phlegmy, but it's fine. It's you fine. Know, work I, with it. Love me still. Yeah. I'm also probably going to be burping a lot. <laughs> although, like, what else is new? <laughs> oh, me. there we go. Um, <laughs> Zoe made pasta for dinner, and I just could never say no to pasta. So I had, like, two giant helpings of it and ate it really quickly. I feel like when it comes to pasta, like, like we have a general concept of portion control, Loose concept of portion control. When it comes to pasta, we're like, oh yeah, no, just like throw it all on there. Yeah. I can eat that in one sitting yeah. and not feel bad. Wrong. Yeah, false. That is not correct. Um, so after I finished my second bowl of pasta, I had to just lie on her couch for like a solid minutes. I was worried that minutes. she was going to fall asleep. I was worried she- I was going to throw up. Okay. That's what I was grappling with internally. Okay. Um, because I was, like, on the verge, I was like, I feel very nauseous. Fun and flirty. Uh, but it passed. I burped really loudly a few times. It it was a good burp. It was, like, prolonged. It was doing its job. Like, from the core, shot out. It was a good one. It was as if a ghost had been trapped (laughs) in my belly. Oh. Uh. (laughs) How are you today? I'm okay. I'm alright, I woke up this morning and I sent you a Snapchat because my voice was just, like, gone, and I was like, love that we're recording on this day, and my voice is not working, the one thing I need for a podcast. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. You know, we're recording on a Tuesday this week. It's different for us. It's very different. Weird. It feels very unnatural. It feels too early. Right? I'm like, like what if something happens between now and Thursday? We just have that to we... jot it down oh, and try to remember oh, something no. we're not good at. Yeah, no, we forget a lot of things. No. No, no. No, no, no. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Refreshing. <Water. laughs> So, it's the final episode. Our of... final spooktacular. That's it's so sad. You know, gone <laughs> so soon, but never forgotten. We don't have to stop using the Halloween intro. I don't think I'm ready for that. I know how much you love it. I was so excited to have it out there and just... That's gone. How are you? I'm Okay. Um, I was saying this to you earlier, but this is the first time in several weeks where I'm not miserable. That's nice. So take that depression. <laughs> take that. 
having a good few days. That's so good. feeling good. Um, I had a nice weekend, which was nice. I got to witness a proposal. That's lovely. Which was just so magical, and I felt really touched that I was able to be a part of that for these strangers. Did they take video? Um, they did. Their one friend was recording it, and so okay. I think my friend and I might be in the background of the I video. I hope that you are. I hope that it's, like, something they look back on and you're just, like, in all of their memories. I hope so. It was so beautiful. I was um, in the distillery district with a friend of mine, and we were sitting by the big heart. Yeah. And so, like, everybody was stopping to take pictures there, of course. And then all of a sudden, like, there was just a proposal. <laughs> That's this guy so proposed to his girlfriend. He had one of his friends recording it. And then their other friend brought out this giant bouquet of roses for the girl. It was so nice. That's lovely. Like, I just think it was, like, it was honestly just so beautiful. And like I said, I was just, I feel really happy that I got to witness that. You know? That's so nice. And it's like my friend was saying, she's like, it's so weird because, like, you just saw such, like, an important moment in their lives. But, like, you'll probably never see them again. But, like, you just got to, like, witness, like... That little the moment. moment. So, That's so cool. It was very nice. So that made me really happy. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. That's fun. It was fun. Your picture in nice. the heart is so cute also. Yeah. I, um, the friend that I was with is like an internet pal that I've known via Tumblr for like Tumblr. several years. Um, her name is Maddie. I don't think she listens to the podcast. So again, it's like not pandering. Um, <laughs> but... It was so nice to finally meet her. She was, like, in Toronto for a few days. Um, so we met up. And it was just, like... I was kind of, like, worried. Because, like, you never, like, when you meet somebody in real life. Like, if you're going to, like... Yeah. Click and, like, actually like, get along. But she's, like, the easiest person to talk to. And we just, like, instantly... I was like, oh, That's my God. So this lovely. is so chill. You're like, I love this. Like, it was so nice. It was really awesome. And so we just, like, hung out in the distillery for a while. And took, like, a really cheesy tourist picture in front a of a heart. Picture. It was so lovely. It's like, that's what those things are there for. Right? For those pictures. It was and fun. it's lovely. Yeah, so I'm, like, I'm like feeling positive. I'm feeling good. That's good. Feeling not miserable. Not miserable is always, like, prime <laughs> ideal mood. Yeah. Not miserable. And it's just, like, I, you never know how long it's going to last for. So yeah. So I'm just going to, like, ride it. <laughs> just like, live in it. Just enjoy it, you Soak know? up the not miserable. I'm like, live in the now. Stand my truth. Just... <laughs> Be happy. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Also, speaking of internet friends. Yes. We get to see Niall and we also get to see Kelsey J. Mars. <laughs> yes. We haven't talked about Kelsey. No, we haven't had a Kelsey a Corner in a while. Episodes. Um, yeah, this is uh we're calling you out right now, Kelsey. We wanna see you next week before or during or after the Nile concert. All throughout. Um yeah or, we should yeah. we should definitely like make plans to meet up. Um yeah we're seeing Nile next week. That's upsetting. Like to me. a week from tomorrow. No. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No no. Speaking of we haven't talked about his album because it came out last oh, Friday. Yes. Do you want to discuss briefly? Discuss. Just discuss high pitch screaming. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, I want to speak for you, but personally, I really liked it. I really, I really liked it, too. Um, I didn't like that video that you sent me <laughs> weird faces he was pulling. Okay, so I was scrolling through Instagram last night, and, like, I didn't have the volume turned on, and there was just, like, this video that Niall posted, and he was, like, singing, but there was no volume, and, like, he just, and Zoe said it really well, he looked like a baby, because, like, he had a hat on, so it, like, looked like he yeah. didn't have hair, and then he was making, like, these weird mouth movements, so it looked like he didn't have teeth. 
<laughs> it looked like he 100% did not have teeth. It was either he was a baby. Or a very or old Or like man. a very old man who removed his dentures yes. to get on stage and sing a tune. It was so it odd. Was, and then... The other end of things is, you know when a baby is pooping in its diaper, and it just kind of makes those faces where you're like, what, what's going like, on there, what buddy? what are you doing? Something good, you look happy about it, but I don't know if I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed his album. I've been listening to it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I said this to Zoe yesterday in a text. I was like, there are parts of it that very much sound as if it could be like One Direction's sixth album which I think is why I like it so much because it reminds me like there are a lot of songs that remind me a lot of like Made in the AM um, which is also a bop Um, yeah so So I'm I'm excited I'm excited too (laughs) I'm not excited that it's such a small venue but I am excited like it's the I'm not ready yeah not prepared it's it's a lot (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be very weird because like we didn't see harry when he was here last month um so this is like our first time seeing a member of one direction in perform such a small solo venue too yeah so it's gonna be like overwhelming my thing is when we saw them on tour yeah when they were on the floating platform <laughs> yeah and still so so far away from us but also but like the closer they got the more we lost it yeah we were like oh no no this is fine this is fine like just sweating yeah like, everything's okay so i can't imagine being closer than that no. and just like remaining cool calm and collected yeah that i was... don't think that's in our cards no that was on the take me home tour right <sighs> yeah so <laughs> that is like a funny story. Oh my god. <laughs> so during that tour, yeah, Zoe and I went and there's like this part where like they went up on like this like floating stage and it like came across like the floor area and then like they ended up being like really close to where we were like still far away, but like they were like a lot closer to us. And it, like, I just like turned to Zoe like I think it was like after the concert. You were like, oh they're so close. I was like, oh they're so I was like, they're so close. And I think like afterwards I was like, oh I should have flashed. <laughs> And Zoe just goes, you should have. That's so sincere. Which is like a, oh, yeah, like, you should have. It was just Why so, didn't you? It was so supportive. Friendship. And, and I really right? appreciated it. Um, yeah, it's going to be friggin' wild to see Niall at Massey Hall. Oh, no. I don't think I've ever seen anyone there. I was saying that to my mom, like, this morning, I think. Because um, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I'm seeing Niall next week. And she was like, that's exciting. Um, it is. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever been to Massey Hall before. No. So. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, a lot. Too much. Some might say. Too much. Yeah. Are you ready to get spooky? spooky? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know, but, but it really, like, revs me up. you? Yeah. So, this week's... Epi. What did you say before? I called it an epi. An epi. <laughs> this week's epi is, as we mentioned, our last Halloween spooktacular episode. And so we mentioned last week, it's just more like general spooks. Just some fun assorted spooks. Assorted spooks. We're going to tell some scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, we're going to talk about some personal spooky experiences. Yep. And hey, we actually had people submit things. <laughs> That's fun. So thank you. Uh, so we're going to read those as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Strap in. Where do you want to even start? There's so much. We have all these books. And... I know. 
Um, I don't know. Can I read the clown statue one? You can read I the clown statue. I just really want to read it. Okay. So we started talking. What, why were we talking about this? Because it's us. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about, like, stories that creeped us out yeah. when we were younger. And, like, still if we hear them now, we're like, Ugh! Yeah. And the clown statue was a consistent one. Yeah. And it was, like, it was always in, like, chain emails. Mm-hmm. And it always terrified me so much. I was like, I need to send this to 25 people or I will die. So here goes. (laughs) For those of you who perhaps don't remember it, here's a little refresher. (laughs) So a few years ago, a mother and a father decided they needed a break. So they wanted to head out for a night on the town. They called their most trusted babysitter. (laughs) Most trusted? (laughs) Not that like kind of trusted one where they're like, eh. I'm not so sure about babysitting. Yeah. Uh, when the babysitter arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in bed. What a great gig. Like, you right? get there and the kids are already oh asleep. God, right? Amazing. So the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children. Later in the night, the babysitter got bored and so she wanted to watch TV, but she couldn't watch it downstairs because they didn't have cable downstairs. So she called them and asked them if she could watch cable TV in the parents' room. This is such, like... Dated. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's very dated. Like, oh, they didn't have cable downstairs. Like, okay, she could just watch it on her phone. Yeah, like, nowadays. Um, Of course, the parents said it was okay, (laughs) but the babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the large clown (laughs) statue in their bedroom with a blanket or cloth because it made her nervous. The phone line was silent for a moment, and the father said, Take the children and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't have a clown statue. When I was looking for that oh story, my God. I found so many different versions yeah. of it that I was like, which is the one that... So what's the truth? Because there was one that was, like, super long, and it was like, someone escaped an asylum. And was <laughs> it's like, I don't need the backstory. I, like, I don't need to know that. Just It's just the last, like, we don't have a clown statue. Oh. And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> so scary. Oh, so good. So good. What else do we got here? more scary stories to tell in the dark yes let's tell all the stories oh my god this was one that i had this book when i was like i feel like too young to be reading ghost stories yeah fair like whatever my favorite movie was that rat movie so we have a lot of questions i mean yeah it's called the wreck Ooh. is it about me (laughs) the wreck Continue. <laughs> Fred and Jean went to the same high school, but they met for the first time at the Christmas dance. Ooh. Fred had come by himself, and so had Jean. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Soon Fred decided that Jean was one of the nicest girls he had ever met. They danced together most of the evening. At 11 o'clock, Jean said, I have to leave now. Can you give me a ride? Sure, he said. <laughs> I've got to go home, too. I accidentally drove my car into a tree on my way over here. (laughs) Jean said. That's casual. That's so nonchalant. Oh, just, like, by the way, Um, I don't have my car with me because I, like, I just, like, drove into a tree. Don't Mm. even worry about it. So sorry. (laughs) I guess I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) I guess. I guess not, Jean. Fred drove her to the head of Brady Road. It was in a neighborhood he didn't know very well. Why don't you drop me off here, Jean said. The road up ahead is in really bad condition. I can walk from here. No. 
Fred stopped the car and held out some tinsel. What? Have some, he said. I got it at the dance. Thank you, she said. I'll put it in my hair. And she did. Oh, wow. Would you like to go out sometime to a movie or something? Fred asked. That would be fun, Jean said. After Fred drove off, he realized that he did not know Jean's last name or her telephone number. Typical guy, you know? Right, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll call you sometime. Wait! Wait, I know nothing about Whoa. you. <laughs> I'll go back, he thought. The road can't be that bad. He drove slowly down Brady Road through, through a thick woods? A thick woods. Through a thick woods. But there wasn't a sign of Jean. As he came around a curve, he saw the wreckage of a car ahead. It had crashed into a tree and had caught fire. Smoke was still rising from it. As Fred made his way to the car, he could see someone trapped inside, crushed against the steering column. It was Jean. In her hair was the Christmas tinsel he had given her. Dun, dun, dun! dun. So funny. So (laughs) spoopy. Such spoop. Much wow. Also, the drawings in this book are super creepy. They are. I think scarier than any of the stories actually in it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Very creepy. Very creepy. I would agree. (coughs) Cough it out. Cough it out. You got it. You got it. Um, what should I do now? Should I do Scary do Stories some, yeah. 3? Give that a go. Let's give this a whirl. Ooh, Sam's new pet. <laughs> so, Sam stayed with his grandmother when his parents went to Mexico for their vacation. We are going to bring you back something nice, his mother told him. It will be a surprise. Oh, thanks. Before I- they came home, Sam's parents looked for something Sam would like. All they could find was a beautiful sombrero. It cost too much. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Sam. Fuck you, Sam. We don't love you that much. But that afternoon, while they were eating their lunch in a park, they decided to buy the sombrero after all. Guess they decided Sam was worth it. (laughs) They're like, I guess our child is worth some money. Like, if we have Some pesos, you know, I think you can splurge and buy him a sombrero. (sighs) Cultural appropriation, <laughs> unless they're Mexican, in which case it's not. You don't know anything about them. I don't. I mean, I them. have no backstory. Uh, Sam's father threw what was left of their sandwiches to some stray dogs, and they walked back to the marketplace. I just, the sandwiches were just brought up with no, I mean. Like, what sandwiches? I didn't know they were eating sandwiches. It that just, not... I mean, they just said they were eating their lunch in the park, and then all of a sudden it was sandwiches. Sandwich, like, what kind? Okay. I need more detail than that. I'm sorry. You know? One of the animals followed them. It was a small gray creature with short hair, short legs, and a long tail. (laughs) Wherever they went, it went. Isn't he cute, Sam's mother said. He must be one of those Mexican hairless dogs. Sam would love him. Sam would love him. You know how Sam just loves Mexican hairless dogs? If there's one thing I know about Sam, he just doesn't shut up about them. It's Mexican hairless dogs this, this, Mexican hairless dogs that. Oh, man. They asked several people if they knew who its owners were, and no one did. They just smiled and shrugged their shoulders. Finally, Sam's mother said, Maybe he's just a stray. Let's take him home with us. We can give him a good home, and Sam will love him. Sam will. Again, Sam will love those hairless dogs of Mexican descent. Of Mexican descent. It is against the law to take a pet across the border, but Sam's parents hid the animal in a box and no one saw it. 
okay, so now they're committing a felony. <laughs> Just casual. I mean, all your son was going to get was a sombrero at first. They were like, no, no, a sombrero is too much, but the potential to go to jail for a felony, that's Priceless. <laughs> any day. <laughs> for Sam, any day. Um, when they got home, they showed it to Sam. He's a pretty small dog, said Sam. Okay, Sam. Your parents just risk getting incarcerated to bring this dog you across ungrateful. the border for you. He's a Mexican dog, his father said. <laughs> like, that just answers it. I'm not sure what kind. I think it's called a Mexican hairless. We'll find out. But he's nice, isn't he? He's nice, isn't he? Question uh, mark. Uh. Makes it sound like he's not very nice. <laughs> they gave the new pet some dog food. Then they washed it and brushed it and combed its fur. You brushed it and, and combed, combed its fur? Seems a bit overgirl. Also, I thought he was hairless. It's <laughs> a bit of excessive, and he also <laughs> is bald. So, uh, I mean, maybe just for show. Maybe self-conscious. I, and yeah. Just, like, maybe it's like the motion. Like when like guys are like almost completely bald, yeah. but they still have like, that wisp of hair, and they still and like it's like you're not fooling anyone. Yeah. We yeah. can still tell. Yeah. Or when they do the spray. Oh hair, yeah, and you're like. That's not real. I can tell. (laughs) That night, it slept on Sam's bed. When Sam awakened the next morning, his pet was still there. Yep, you would hope. Because if not, where did he go? Cool. I mean, like, is it unusual for... I don't know. I don't know. I've never had a Mexican hairless. No, neither have I. Mother, he called. The dog has a cold. (laughs) Mother! (laughs) Mother! The animal's eyes were running, and there was something white around its mouth. Later that morning, Sam's mother took it to a veterinarian. Where did you get him? (laughs) The vet asked. (laughs) Oh, in Mexico. We smuggled him over the border. Did we not mention that? In Mexico, she said. We think he's a Mexican hairless. I was going to ask you about that. He's not hairless, the vet said. He's not even a dog. (laughs) He's not even a dog. He's a sewer rat. And he has rabies. <laughs> the end. Yay. <laughs> what a happy ending. Logan compares that story to my dog. Yeah. So for those of you who are not familiar with Zoe's life, um, <laughs> she has two dogs, one of whom is a chihuahua yeah. named Piggy slash Peanut. Oh my God. Also, side note, I need to show you something real quick. <laughs> real quick. I keep seeing this poster. Um, like if I go to like, get lunch at work because it's anyway. But it's for something, and I think it's like a movie, and it's called Hunting Pignut. Oh my god. That's what I call Piggy sometimes. Like, Pignut. I know. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so Zoe has a chihuahua. She's the worst dog on the face of this earth. She's a little bit of a demon. Yeah, a little bit. I love bit. her with my entire heart and soul. Yeah. But she isn't awful. She's a sewer rat, and she has, has rabies. rabies. <laughs> She's not even a dog. <laughs> That's how I feel whenever I and they have like a weird feud like peanut we have a feud (laughs) yes we do they do peanut hates me with every fiber of her being her tiny tiny being and as such i hate her with every fiber of my tiny being being. (laughs) she knows when logan gets to my house yeah even if it's like five minutes before logan gets there her ears will like go like up. And she's her on tail like is high on, like, alert. And she's at the door barking already. I'm like, no one's there. And then five minutes later, Logan's like, hey. The only time Piggy is ever nice to me has been on long car rides <laughs> where I'm driving to PEI with Zoe and her family. 
oh, then Piggy just comes yeah, and sits on my lap, and she just, like, snuggles up to me and will let me pet her. Yep. There's that one picture where her paw's just on my hand. Yep. Mm. She's a fake friend. She is a fake friend. Anyway. She's not even a friend at all. She's, <laughs> She's a, a sewer rat. rat. And she has rabies. Uh, true. <laughs> in here. Maybe we'll go to Campfire Ghost Story. Are they long ones? Because I feel like I might cough in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Or should I read Humans Can Lick Too? Oh, Maybe I'll do that hate one. that one. So this is much. one that's actually the most disturbing like, I just, of all time. I just think about this one and it scares me. Like, if I'm in bed at night and I think of this, I, know, it's I over. scare myself. It's so, it's so scary. Like, legitimately it. scary. I hate it. So much. A young girl was home alone for the first time with only her dog for company. Listening to the news, she hears of a killer who escaped a mental hospital is on the loose. Terrified, she locks all the doors and windows and goes to bed, taking her dog to her room with her and letting it sleep under her bed. She wakes in the night to hear a dripping sound coming from the bathroom. The dripping noise frightens her but she is too scared to get out of bed and find out what it is. To reassure herself, she reaches a hand toward the floor for the dog and is rewarded by a reassuring lick on her hand. She lies awake, listening to the dripping sound. Each time she feels frightened, she reaches for the dog on the floor and feels a lick on her hand. Eventually, she falls asleep. The next morning, when she wakes, she goes to the bathroom for a drink of water only to find her dead, mutilated dog hanging in the shower with his blood slowly dripping onto the tiles. Something on the bathroom mirror catches her eye. She turns around. Written on the wall in her dog's blood are the words, Humans can lick too. Ah! No! No! Ah, I no. hate that no. so much. No! That I one, yeah, it. that one's actually so bad. I, it terrifies me. Also, sorry, I just saw this meme on Instagram, oh and I just wanted to Love share it meme. with you. Um, it's a picture of Sofia Vergara, and it looks like she's thinking, and then the text is just me wondering why creepy men are staring at me in public, and then remembering <laughs> that I have massive boobs, and will physiologically <laughs> never be able to escape the male gaze. I saw that today, gaze. I thought of you. <laughs> me. <laughs> me as hell. Yeah. Always and forever. Oh. So Always and forever. If any of you listening have big boobs, I just want to say that I feel for you. And how do you get through life? Because I'm struggling. Start a support group. We'll get, I would we'll love get together. To. I would love to. What is up next? <laughs> I already did Sam's new pet. Should I do the red spot? Do the red spot. Because Humans Can Lick 2 was also an Urban Legends, that movie that we watched, and this oh, one was an Urban yeah. Legends. Urban Legends is a very good, um, like, teen horror movie. I'm surprised, like, we forgot about that in our horror I movie know. episode. Because those are really good. Yeah, they actually are good movies. We watched too many, though, that I, like, completely blanked on everyone we'd ever I seen. I know. I think we watched Urban Legends, and we watched the chocolate sauce one on the oh, same day. Okay. So, I mean, how could we remember anything you other can't. than the chocolate sauce? Anyway, the red spot. While Ruth slept, a spider crawled across her face. That is my worst nightmare. (laughs) End of story. Um, It stopped for several minutes on her left cheek, then went on its way. 
What is that red spot on my cheek? She asked her mother the next morning. It looks like a spider bite, her mother said. It will go away. Just don't scratch it. Soon the small red spot grew into a small red boil. Look at it now, Ruth said. It's getting bigger. It's sore. That sometimes happens, her mother said. It's coming to a head. No. In a few days, the boil was even larger. Look at it now, Ruth said. It hurts and it's ugly. <laughs> it hurts and it's ugly. We'll have the doctor look at it, her mother said. Maybe it's infected. But the doctor could not see Ruth until the next day. That night, Ruth took a hot bath. As she soaked herself, the boil burst. Out poured a swarm of tiny spiders from the eggs their mother had laid in her cheek. The mother. Speeders George. Speeders George is an outlier and should not have been counted. I hate that one. Ugh. Every, I can't, every time I get any sort of, like, pimple or, like, bump on my face, which I currently have, which is great. You're gonna turn into her. No, that's all I think about. I'm like, cool, it's spiders, the end. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) So startling. I hate that one so much. I really don't care for that. No. No thanks. No, no. Don't want to be involved. Should we read a submission from one of our fans? Should we? And as an, to the Twitter one? As an interlude, sure. You said Maura sent it to... Maura sent it. Like, DM us? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, there it is. Okay. Okay. There we go. So, our wonderful friend Maura sent in a spooky story. Spooks. So, I... I'm going to read it. Yes, I love the build-up. I, yeah. I am going <laughs> to read it. <laughs> okay, so, Maura says, My kind of creepy story is that I went to the same university as Paul Bernardo. Ooh, dun, dun. spook, spook. He was class of 1983. His picture is destroyed on the class composite because the university gave up trying to replace the damaged frames during the trial. Every time they would replace it, the class comp. Every time they would replace the class composite, it would be damaged again in a few days. There is an urban legend that goes around the school that some of the bodies of his victims are in the foundations of North residents, and you can hear them calling out in one particular building at night. Oh, you can hear them calling out yeah. in one particular building at night. I know how to read. Um, she will read it. <laughs> Um, I lived in South Residence while I was there, so I'm not positive if that's true. I also lived in South Residence at my oh university. My um, yes, Maura uh, is referring to University of Toronto Scarborough campus, which is where um, that piece of trash human Good being old. went to school. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty wild. I didn't know that he has his picture was destroyed on the class composite, yeah. but I mean, like, I'm yeah, glad. You, can, you can imagine. I mean, like, it's probably for the best. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, maybe don't put that up. Yeah, no. Like, perhaps nah. not someone to celebrate his accomplishment. Definitely not. Thank you so much for sharing, Maura. Thanks, Maura. <laughs> Speaking of Paul Bernardo, though, as you do. Sometimes, yeah. My favorite murder did their Toronto one when they were here on them, so that was on them. Yes, him. Him and Carla Homolka. Yeah. Those two trash human beings. Yeah. And, um. Who deserve to rot they in the do. fiery depths of hell. They do. And for all eternity. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, De- sorry. Definitely. Continue. Definitely. But, um, 
someone that we knew from high school and someone who went to my elementary school, her aunt tells a story of almost being kidnapped by Bernardo at a mall one day, which is very scary. It's chill. She was at some mall and she was just, like walking around. There's like this dude just falling behind her. And then she like started to pick up that he was like following her with purpose. Yeah. Not just like they were going the same direction. And so she was like speeding up her walking a bit. And he of course like matched the speed of what she was walking. And she went into some clothing store and was, like, trying to, like, hide behind racks and stuff. And he'd just be at the other end, like, browsing through clothing. I hate that. And then she went into a fitting room and, like, closed the door. Mm -hmm. And she could see outside, like, through the crack in the bottom, his feet outside the door waiting. And she just stayed in there for so long that, like, eventually they're like, why is this man just creeping around this, like, women's clothing store in the dressing room? So they were like, you gotta go. But then when she went to the parking lot, he was there. So she, like, darted for her vehicle, and luckily nothing happened. But then when she... She didn't know who he was, obviously. But then when everything was going on, all the press coverage, she was like, oh my gosh. That's so... That's the guy. That's him. So scary. That's that pile of trash. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. Uh, Not a fun time. No. Not good at all. Let's lighten the mood with a ghost story. Do it. This one is called... Harold. Harold. Which was my grandfather's name. Harold. Anyway. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just, which was my grandfather's name. I will <laughs> read. When it got hot in the valley, Thomas and Alfred drove their cows up to a cool green pasture in the mountains <laughs> to graze. Their cows make it sound like they were like steering <laughs> the cows. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. Usually they stayed there with the cows for two months. Oh, okay. I thought this was like... (laughs) (laughs) Just to cool down. Okay. (coughs) Then they brought them down to the valley again. Excuse me. Oh, I'd like that we did the cough burp Mm -hmm. switch off. The work was easy enough, but oh, it was boring. (laughs) Oh, was it ever. All day, the two men tended their cows. (laughs) And drove them. At night, they went back to the tiny hut where they lived. They ate supper and worked in the garden and went to sleep. It was always the same. Then Thomas had an idea that changed everything. Let's make a doll the size of a man. Sure, he said. (laughs) It would be fun. I guess. It would be fun to make, and we could put it in the garden to scare away the birds. Birds. It it should look like Harold, Alfred said. Harold was a farmer they both hated. Wow, my grandfather was a farmer. No one, hated, no one hated him, though. He was a Good. very nice man. Um, they made the doll out of an old, out of old sacks stuffed with saw, straw. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice. I was like, yeah, okay. continue. Sorry. They made the doll out of old sacks stuffed with straw. They gave it a pointy nose like Harold's and tiny eyes like his. Then they added dark hair and a twisted frown. Of course, they also gave it Harold's name. Each morning on their way to the pasture, they tied Harold to a pole in the garden to scare the birds away. Each night, they brought him inside so that he wouldn't get ruined if it rained. When they were feeling playful, they would talk to him. One of them might say, how are the vegetables growing today, Harold? (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Classic agriculture humor. 
Um, for more. Then the other, making believe he was Harold, would answer in a crazy voice, very slowly. <laughs> they would both laugh, but not Harold. No, he was a doll. <laughs> Whenever something went wrong, they took it out on Harold. They would curse at him, even kick or punch him. Sometimes one of them would take the food they were eating and smear it on the doll's face. You guys sound like great fun people. How do you like that stew, Harold? <laughs> he would ask. Well, you'd better eat it, or else. Ooh. Then the two men would howl with laughter. One night, after Thomas had wiped Harold's face with food, Harold grunted. That's not a good sign. Did you hear that? Alfred asked. It was Harold, Thomas said. I was watching him when it happened. I can't believe it. How could he grunt? Alfred asked. He's just a sack of straw. It's not <laughs> possible. Let's throw him in the fire, said Thomas, and that will be that. Thomas, what is wrong with you? Let's not do anything stupid, said Alfred. We don't know what's going on. When we move the cows down, we'll leave him behind. For now, let's just keep an eye on him. So they left Harold sitting in the corner of the hut. They didn't talk to him or take him outside anymore. Now and then the doll grunted, but that was all. After a few days, they decided there was nothing to be afraid of. Maybe a mouse or some insects had gotten inside Harold and were making those sounds. You know those grunting noises insects make? Yeah, you know. All the time. Very common. So Thomas and Alfred went back to their old ways. Each morning they put Harold out in the garden, and each night they brought him back into the hut. When they felt playful, they joked with him. When they felt mean, they treated him as badly as ever. Then one night, Alfred noticed something that frightened him. Harold is growing, he said. No. I was thinking the same thing, Thomas said. Maybe it's just our imagination, Alfred replied. We've been up here on this mountain too long. With your cows? <laughs> the next morning, while they were eating, Harold stood up and walked out of the hut. <laughs> just sitting down. Hey, guys. He's gonna had enough of their bullshit. Stretch my legs for a bit. I'll be back in five. He climbed up on the roof and trotted back and forth like a horse on its hind legs. That's interesting. All day and night, he trotted like that. In the morning, Harold climbed down and stood in a far corner of the pasture. The men had no idea what he would do next. Okay. They were afraid. First first off, if the doll that you created just got up and walked out and began <laughs> trotting like a horse, would you not be like, maybe it's time to bring the cows back down to where we live and just leave Harold here? They decided to take the cows down into the yeah, valley there we go. that same day. When they left, Harold was nowhere in sight. They felt as if they had escaped a great danger and began joking and singing. <laughs> <laughs> a classic reaction to surviving a doll that was trotting like a horse. You just start joking and singing. <laughs> just joking and singing. But Two gals <laughs> joking and singing. But when they had gone only a mile or two, they realized they had forgot to bring the milking stools. Oh, not the milking stools. No, if I had a nickel for every time I forgot my milking stools. A nickel. <laughs> a bar rescue. <laughs> Neither one wanted to go back for them, but the stools would cost a lot to replace. There really is nothing to be afraid of, they told one another. After all, what could a doll do? What could a doll do? They drew straws to see which one would go back. It was Thomas. Why didn't they just go together? That is a very good question. I'm just wondering. I'll catch up with you, he said, and Alfred... Alfred? 
And Alfred walked on toward the valley. When Alfred came to a rise in the path, he looked back for Thomas. He did not see him anywhere, but he did see Harold. Tonton. The doll was on the roof of the hut again. As Alfred watched, Harold kneeled and stretched out a bloody skin to dry in the sun. Nice. 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 Greta! Don't care for that at all. No, no, no. Right. This is another kind of long one. I think it's a little shorter than Harold, but (laughs) who knows? It's called The Message. Ooh. A young college student was studying in her dorm room when her roommate walked in. I'm exhausted, complains the roommate. (laughs) Me. Would you mind studying somewhere else so I can get some sleep? The student was sympathetic and readily agreed. She gathered up her books and her papers and walked across campus to the library. She had been working there for hours when a group of friends found her. They told her that she looked as though she needed a break and that they were on their way to a pub. Which be whoa, which whoa. would be just the thing to take her mind off her books. The student hesitated for only a moment or two. Then she agreed to go, but said that they'd have to stop by her dorm on the way so she could pick up her wallet and a sweater. <laughs> Everyone agreed. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <coughs> Wait here, the student said to her friends when they reached the front steps of the building. I'll only be a minute. She ran lightly up the stairs to her floor. Lightly. <laughs> Why was that necessary? He chuckled darkly. <laughs> oh, oh. She ran lightly up the stairs to her floor and walked softly down the hallway. Lightly, softly. softly. When she reached the door to her room, she inserted the key and turned the knob ever so slowly and quietly. Great, yeah, I've opened a door before. <laughs> she was determined not to disturb her sleeping roommate. With that in mind... She paused when her fingers touched the light switch. The light will surely wake her, the student thought. And really, I don't need to turn it on. After all, the room was very small, and she was very familiar (laughs) with every square inch of it. So she stepped quietly into the darkness and closed the door to the hall behind her. She took a few steps into the room, with her hands held out cautiously. When her fingers touched the little desk where she did most of her studying, she stopped. She set her books on the desktop and then very slowly and quietly pulled open the top drawer. A few seconds later, she felt the... She felt the familiar worn leather of her wallet. Mm -hmm. Cool. There's just a lot of details that we don't need. Yeah. She picked it up and closed the drawer. The young student then inched across the room to the one tiny closet the two girls shared. She let her hands lead her along the wall until she came to a closet door. Her roommate had left it ajar, which made it easier to quietly reach inside and grope around until she felt the nubby (laughs) woolen sleeve of her warmest cardigan. Okay, there were a lot of adjectives in there that I wasn't a fan of. (laughs) Nubby. (laughs) No, don't like that. The student slipped the sweater from its hanger, wrapped it around her shoulders, and left the room as quietly as she had entered. The girl rejoined her friends, who had been waiting patiently. The group proceeded to the pub, where they enjoyed themselves completely. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) Completely. Several hours later, the student finally returned to her dorm. She was met there by a most disturbing scene. Several police cruisers sat in front of the building, their lights flashing with eerie rhythm. (laughs) 
There was an ambulance, too, and a dark sedan discreetly marked coroner. Uh-oh. Crime scene barricades were being erected on the lawn, which swarmed with... What? Which swarmed with uniformed cop and somber-looking detectives. <laughs> what happened here? The student asked person after person. No one would give her an answer. Is someone hurt? Who is it? She begged. I have to know if my roommate's all right. <laughs> Something tells me your roommate's not all right, honey. <laughs> There'll be a statement issued in the morning, was all anyone would say. But the student couldn't wait until then to find out if her roommate was safe. She ran into the building and up the staircase. Was it softly this time? <laughs> Please describe it. I need to know. Ignoring the barricades and ducking under the lines of yellow crime scene tape, she dodged every person who tried to stop her and ran until she reached the hall outside her door. She was horrified to see a concentration of investigators there. Who let this girl in? <laughs> Barked a red-faced detective who appeared to be in charge. <laughs> Please, the student gasped. That's my room. I need to find my roommate. The detective softened a little and walked over to the student's side. I'm sorry, he said. We'll need to talk to you, miss. I'm afraid your roommate is dead. <coughs> Some maniac murdered her. Somewhere around seven o'clock, we think. The student fell faint. That's impossible. I stopped back here about 7.30. Everything was fine. You were here this evening? Asked the detective. <laughs> yes, for a minute to get a sweater in my wallet. Well then, the detective said, perhaps you can help us make sense of something. He led her into the room, being careful to shield her eyes from the grisly scene being photographed and investigated. He directed her into the bathroom and flipped on the light switch. Do you have any idea what this means? The detective asked the student. He pointed to the mirror. The student looked up and felt her knees weaken. Written on the glass in dried streaks of crimson was a message. Clearly it had been left for her. It read, Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? <laughs> <laughs> That's another one that I hate. The thing uh, like humans can lick too. Oh. oh, I got shivers and I knew what was coming already. Oh, no, 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 no. Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Oh. So he was there when she was groping for her nubby carcass. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> I oh. hate it so much. Oh, too good. Too awful. Do you want to read our other submission? Oh, sure. I would be honored. Okay, uh, one moment, let me pull it up. So we have another submission from a pal of the podcast. Pal of the pod! Sorry. Um, we have a submission from Christy. So she says, hi Zoe and Logan. Hi. hi! I figured while I'm laying in bed watching Slasher, there's no better of a time to share one of my paranormal experiences with y'all. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> When I was younger, my best friend at the time lived in a very old, well-loved home in London, Ontario. My friend and I would usually hang out in her basement so we wouldn't bother her parents, as the house was quite small. The basement always gave me a bad vibe, especially the room beside the one that we would frequent. In this room, her parents had hung up pictures of all her dead relatives. Oh no! And it was always much colder than the rest of the house. Nice. That's always a good sign. Dope. To be honest, it gave me the creeps. It wasn't until we became closer that my friend finally shared with me that her house was haunted. In disbelief, I inquired more about the happenings that would go on in her home. She proceeded to share with me that often doors would open and close by themselves, 
in brackets, you'd be able to see fingernail imprints in the paint <laughs> by the door handle after this would happen. I don't like that. Fuck that. <laughs> Things would often go missing or be placed somewhere else. You would feel like someone was pushing your back as you were sleeping. And most creepy of all, her three-year-old niece at the time would sit at the bottom of the stairs to her basement and talk to someone. <laughs> nope. Nah. Nope. Nah. Hard, hard pass. Despite the spookiness and quite honestly terrified, I still agreed to stay over. My pal and I hung in the basement all night and we would eventually sleep. We were having a blast and taking funny pictures on our MacBook, in brackets, <laughs> which was the thing to do in grade 8. Bitch, you had a MacBook <laughs> in grade 8. Not this gal, that's not for me. sure. <laughs> I was not bougie enough for a MacBook. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's the spookiest that part. That is the spookiest part. Anyway, as we were scrolling through the photos after hour, after hours of taking them, I spotted something in the background of oh. one. It resembled a man in a tuxedo, similar to a picture located in that creepy room. I pointed it out, and she quickly deleted the photo and said nothing. <laughs> Feeling weird about it, we went on with our night and continued with, continued with our shenanigans. Eventually, it was time to sleep, and my pal passed out quickly. I was terrified and snuggled in close. Eventually, I fell asleep, too. At around 3 o'clock a.m. The witching hour! In brackets, she said, the regular witching hour. There we go. I'm not alone. Fuck y'all's witching hour. <laughs> it's a real thing. Google it. At around 3 a.m. That's how you find real things. Yeah, just Googling. Google it. Um, at around 3 a.m., I was woken up by a noise coming from upstairs. It sounded like someone was dragging a bag across the floor, but a bag heavy enough that I imagined a body bag. Oh. My friend had a dog but you could usually hear the footsteps of the pup if he was moving about. This was different and startling. Mm -hmm. I woke up my friend and we sat and listened for about 15 minutes until it went away. Too scared to go see what was happening upstairs. We concluded after some brief conversation that maybe it was just her dad waking up early, as he did, and went back to sleep. In the morning, we asked her dad if he was awake around the time that we heard the sound. He responded that he was definitely asleep at that time. To this day, I still have no idea what I heard, and I truly believe there's no logical explanation for it. I wonder if my pal was hiding more than what she told me to. Other pals that stay there reported back spooky happenings too, and I tried my best never to sleep over again. Anyway, that's my spoopy tale. Stay spooky, my dudes, and happy Halloween. Love, Christy, aka Spud Mommy. Thanks, Christy. Thanks. That was very spooky. That was spooky. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? No. No, never. No. Not even something that you were like, ooh, weird. No. Nothing? Really? No. 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 <laughs> You're like, no, stop asking me. There was like a like a <laughs> rumor that my elementary school was haunted. Yeah. And I wish I could remember like the whole Details. story. Because like it was it was like a good ghost story. Yeah. But it was basically like kids died in the auditorium or like mm. the gym. We didn't have an auditorium, we were not that fancy. Uh, but, like, kids died in the gym, and then they, like, haunted the grounds, and then there was, like, writing in one of the bathroom stalls Ew. that, like, everybody said yeah. was, like, from one of the kids. Um, I wish I could remember all of it, because it was actually a really good story. But, yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever encountered, like, no. a ghost or anything. There was, like, a rumor at my elementary school that it was haunted, too, but my elementary school was weird, so, like, maybe people <laughs> actually did die there. But there was, like, a bathroom in the basement that was, like, 
it had one of those, do you remember those old sinks where you'd have to step, step on, on it? it? Yeah. Like, one of those, and it was kind of, like, round and, like, looked like a fountain. Yeah. And, like, the walls were, like, this really weird color of pink, and it was, like, dimly lit, and it was, like, ooh, if you go in there, Bloody Mary's in there. Oh, like, uh, we had, like, a similar thing that people would say, and actually, <laughs> it was our basement bathroom that everybody said was haunted, it and it had the, the same sink, right? so. It was, it would just fit the whole Bloody yeah. Mary thing. Yeah, those bathrooms were, like, not a vibe. They like, were they super were, creepy. Yeah. And that was, like, around the time that, like, we had, like, the buddy system in place because yep. of, like, the shenanigans that yep. had happened at Holy Cross. Yep. So. Yeah. It's chill. It was, yeah, those bathrooms are really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, why were those sinks a thing? Why didn't we just have regular sinks? There was never that many children in the bathroom <laughs> at one time that you would need those round sinks. And it was always, like, the water pressure was so terrible. And it was, oh, did yours make a noise that was, like, Wee! when you stepped on it? It was so creepy. It was, like, the I don't creepiest recall. sound. I would love, <laughs> like, I haven't been to my elementary school since I was probably, like, in grade nine. Um, I think my friend and I went back to visit. But, like, I would love to go back to my elementary school and just walk around because I have, like, such vivid memories of it but I'm like I want to go back and see it yeah oh my god I remember when Monson and I went back to visit like years ago yeah everything just seemed so small yeah and I was like was it like always the small like it didn't feel like it felt huge like your desk was giant and you were like whoa I can fit everything yeah. in this desk. and then it's like oh my god I can't even sit here right like I'd love to go back and just like relive like not actually go back to elementary <laughs> school fuck that yeah but just like wander through and take a yeah. look because I feel like it'd be so weird that's creepy in itself yeah elementary school is creepy. a scary story to tell in the dark <laughs> also creepy not paranormal it's probably very logically explained sure but the lights downstairs, the three light bulbs in the hall. Yeah. When I came home, the house was, like, pitch black one day, and I was like, okay, like, I'll ask someone to come, like, fix because I don't know where the light bulbs are. Zoe. You know, <laughs> killing it. So James came, and he put, he, there was, like, three of the light, two of the lights, two of the three lights were out. One just wasn't working, and was just, so he just fixed that, and he put the two up. So I came home today. They're all out again. <laughs> And the ones in the kitchen are out, too, and I'm like, what is happening? Paranormal. It's the guy in your attic, clearly. There is a man in my attic. I believe he is living there. (laughs) I do believe. Also, one time, a long time ago, I live in a semi-detached house, so we can hear when the neighbors are going up and down the stairs. And I remember, like, a long time ago, saying to my mom, I was like, I couldn't sleep last night. Because all I was hearing was, like, them going up and down the stairs, and my mom was like, they're at the cottage this weekend. I was like... No! Yo, that's scary. So I was like, was it a dream? Were there people coming up and down the stairs? We're going to go with a dream. (sighs) I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So now every time I hear them, I still get creeped out when they're going. And I'm like, they're just home. They're just home. It's fine. They're They're home. home. They're not at the cottage. Everything's fine. Oh, this is just a classic. I'm so sorry. This is really ra- not random, actually. This is related to what we're talking about. But grade nine getaway. Yes. Back in our day. Was it there that we were all telling scary stories? Yes. I couldn't remember if, if I was thinking of that or if it was, like, a trip from elementary school. But no, I just remember, like, I was in, like, your room with, like, Tisha and, like, other yeah. people. And, like, we were just, like, all, like, sitting around telling ghost stories. Do you remember when we had the actual, like, we were at the fire 
when they were reading stories, and they had one of the teachers yeah. in the forest. Yes! Oh, I can't remember what the story was, but I just remember, like, shrieking when... Oh, my God. It was, like, one of those, like, oh, and you're, like, camping, and there's, like, a murderer in the of forest, course. and you're just, like, you're all sitting there at the fire, and then I'm, like, looking across from where we were sitting, and I am see, like, just, like, this figure walking closer to the fire, and I was, like... No. no, they're gonna yell, <laughs> and they did. It's gonna be scary. It was. You know what's scary? That picture of us from Grade Nine Getaway, <laughs> where you're standing directly behind me. Oh my god, that's just is, staring I'm, straight at the camera. I'm the murderer in the yeah. forest. There is this picture, and like. <laughs> If there weren't so many people in it, like, I really want to post it, but, like, we yeah. just, like, block out everyone's, everyone's face. face. But I'm standing there. <laughs> I have my gold LeMay headband on. I look like A the fucking Logan shit. I look staple. fantastic. And I'm, like, doing my cute little, like, peace sign. I'm like, Meh. And then, <laughs> but, like, directly behind me, like, just over. so close behind her. <laughs> like, an inch behind me, just over my shoulder is Zoe. And she's just staring straight at the <laughs> And the best part is. <laughs> Logan and I did not speak. We didn't really know each other yet. Until the end of the grade nine getaway. So I was just standing there. I don't know what I was waiting for the picture to be taken, but it's it's dark. Everyone's eyes are doing that glowy thing. And I'm just like, "Mm -hmm." I'm back like staring at the camera. I want to try to find that and like, we're going to post it. Yeah, black everyone's face out. Yeah. Okay, oh. we have another ghost story to tell, and this is just honestly a classic. Honestly? It's, it's called The Hook. <laughs> yes. Dramatic cough for effect. A couple who had just been out on a most enjoyable date were on their way home. A most enjoyable date? The young man thought that his prospects for romance were good, and he was reluctant to call an end to the evening, so he took a detour. So he thought he was going to... He was going to smash. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, Soon the girl noticed that they were driving down a dark, deserted stretch of road that was known as Lover's Lane. I don't know if this is such a good idea, she told her date. Yeah, no, it's not, honey. No, no. 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 Some random tries to drive you down a dark, deserted road. No, no. no. Tuck and roll, honey. (laughs) Nonsense, he said. I only want to spend a little more time with you. It's beautiful here and private. I thought we could get to know each other better. Okay. No, 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 thank you. And so he parked the car in the deepest shadows of the roadside, ostensibly, that's a big word to use in one of these stories, where he and the girl could enjoy gazing out at the moon and stars. Was it a knobby moon? (laughs) I hate it. That peeked through the heavy canopy of leaves. Wow. But in fact, he only seemed to be interested in the view within the car. He (laughs) slid. I love this. I love reading <laughs> stories. He slid across the front seat and embraced his date. She allowed him to kiss her once or twice, but she kept her eyes open. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Good, Good girl. for you. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. <laughs> she seemed skittish and distracted and was more concerned with nervously surveying the area around the car. I wonder why. Than with pleasing her date. Honestly, girl. <laughs> Good for you. Feminist icon. Eventually, he could not hide his frustration. What's wrong? He complained as he pulled away with a pout on his face. You liked me well enough back at the movie theater. Oh, this is just like, wow. Oh, this is some social commentary. 
I do oh, like you, the girl insisted. I'm just frightened out here in the middle of nowhere. I heard today on the radio that there's a deranged killer on the loose. Why would you go on a date if there's a deranged killer on the loose? Seems like not Perhaps a great reschedule. idea. reschedule. The young the man had heard the report, too. The murderous maniac was from a nearby asylum and was known best for, an asylum. for his grisly weapon, the sharpened metal hook that he wore in place of his missing right hand. Dun, dun. All right, the fellow said gallantly. <laughs> now I understand. But there's really nothing to worry I'll about. Too. That lunatic is probably miles from here by now. And besides, I'm here to protect yeah, you. There it is. With that, the young man advanced upon his date again, wrapping her tightly <laughs> like, in his arm. I like how they phrase that. They're not even trying to hide that this dude's a creep. Advanced upon No, her. like, this okay. is, this, yeah, I mean, like, trigger warning, assault. Yeah. Um, so he wrapped her tightly in his arms and breathed heavily into her ear. <laughs> <laughs> you know what gets me yeah. in the mood? Having yeah. some random <sighs> man breathe very heavily in my ear. <sighs> Nice. For a few minutes, the girl tried to get into the spirit of things. When you have to try to get into the spirit, that's probably not a good <laughs> no. sign. Still, every snap of a twig or sigh of the breeze caused her to jump and shiver with fear. Sigh of the breeze? <laughs> the breeze was whispering, breathing heavily into their ears. She gasped. What's that? The wontons. For the fifth time, the young man ran out of patience. <laughs> It's nothing, he snapped. (laughs) There is no one here but us. When will you stop behaving like some frightened child? (laughs) You cannot be more wrong. His harsh words sent the girl into a fit of tears. Wow, me. (laughs) Well, I am frightened, she sobbed. (laughs) It's so dark here and so far from town, and I just can't shake this horrible feeling that something bad is about to happen. It's time to turn this ship into the shore (laughs) and throw your ever. What were we doing? Joking and singing? (laughs) Oh, this is great. Something bad has already happened, the young man seethed. You've ruined everything. Oh, wait, no, sorry. You've ruined our evening. everything sorry you've ruined our evening we might as well just go home yeah that's what she's wanted this whole time you jackass (laughs) yeah that was the that was her whole thing he started the car threw the transmission into gear and stepped on the gas pedal other car thing i don't drive so none of this makes sense to me (laughs) (laughs) the tire spun for a second then gripped sending out a spray of dirt and gravel this is super boring i don't care (laughs) The car bounced violently as it left the seclusion of the parking spot and climbed up onto the shoulder of the road. On the drive home, both the young man and young woman were silent. He drove aggressively, demonstrating his fury over being (laughs) rebuffed in such a childish way. Wait, say that entire sentence again. He drove aggressively, demonstrating his fury over being rebuffed rebuffed in such a childish way. Don't you hate when you're rebuffed in such a childish, childish way. way? She sat as far away from him as was possible, partly out of embarrassment. Oh, honey, don't be embarrassed. Well, be embarrassed for him because yeah. he's acting like a baby. 
She felt relieved that they were approaching the lights and safety of civilization, but also foolish for having spoiled the night and invoked her date's wrath over something as silly and insubstantial as intuition. Listen, a woman's intuition is always right. Don't feel foolish. We're learning a lot of life lessons here today. By the time the young man slowed the car to a stop in front of the girl's house, he had decided upon a suitable plan of behavior. This is in italics. Even though I have every right to be angry, I'll still (laughs) get out and open the door for her, he thought. That'll show her that I'm a gentleman, and then she'll feel silly for having acted the way she did, and all the more sorry for having driven me away. Cool. Without a word, he got out and walked around the front of the car. The girl remained in her seat, feeling sheepish, and wondering what sort of conciliatory... Big words in this. For a kid's conciliatory approach might be most effective. She was lost in her thoughts, but a rent. <laughs> but eventually realized that it had been several seconds since her date had left the car, and still he had not opened her door. She turned and looked out her side window. The young man was there, standing several feet away, looking pale and shaken. His face was twisted into an expression of revulsion and horror. His gaze was fixed upon the passenger door of the car. What's wrong? What is it? The girl cried, and she opened the door and leapt out of the car. This jolted her date out of his frozen state. Don't look, he begged her. Let's go to the house. Don't look. But the girl couldn't stop herself. She turned in the direction of her boyfriend's gaze and fell to the ground in a dead faint. For there, hanging from the handle of the passenger side door, was a gleaming metal hook. For there. (laughs) I see that one. Yeah, you can. Oh. (laughs) Sorry. I feel like we learned a lot of good lessons from that one, and I feel like just, you know, listen to your intuition, ladies. Don't don't go with some guy down a dark, deserted road, because a man with a hook hand will latch onto your car. He's waiting for you. He's out there. Okay. This is this the last one? I, I think, think it we've is. gone through all of them. It's called Wonderful Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> one dark, rainy Saturday afternoon, a fat and jolly butcher named <laughs> Samuel Blunt had an argument over money with his wife Eloise. Ooh. Blunt lost his temper and killed Eloise. What? He then ground her up into sausage meat and buried her bones under a big flat rock in the backyard. To keep the murder a secret, he told everyone that she had moved away. Chill. Okay. Blunt mixed his new sausage meat with pork, then seasoned it with salt and pepper, added some sage and thyme and a bit of garlic. To give it a special flavor, he smoked it in his smokehouse for a while. He called it Blunt's Special Sausage. I feel like they're just giving you a recipe for human sausages. Yeah, I mean, it sounds delicious, minus the human. (laughs) There was such a demand for his new sausage that Blunt bought the best hogs he could find and started raising his own pork. He also kept a sharp lookout for humans who might make a tasty sausage. Nah. One day, a nice, plump school teacher came into his shop. Blunt grabbed her and ground her up. Another time, Blunt's dentist came by. He was a little round man, (laughs) and into the grinder he went. Then one by one, the children in the neighborhood began to disappear, and so did their kittens and puppies. But no one ever dreamed that Blunt the Butcher had anything to do with it. Really? Things went on that way for years. Then one day, Blunt made a big mistake. 
a fat boy came into the butcher. <laughs> fat boy! Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> then one day, there we go. Where are we? Blood grabbed him and started to drag him off to the sausage grinder. But the boy broke loose and ran out of the shop, and Blunt chased him, <laughs> chased after him, waving his big butcher knife. When people saw this, they realized at once what had become of all the missing children and grown-ups and kittens and puppies. I mean, no discrimination. <laughs> An angry crowd gathered at the butcher shop. No one knows for sure what happened to Blunt that day. Some say he was fed to his hogs. Others say he was fed to his sausage grinder. But he was never seen again, and neither was his wonderful sausage meat. Dun dun dun! So those are all our spooky stories from the books. Those really brought back a lot of memories. Like, I love those so much. There's one in here that was like, it's not scary, but I was like, where is it? I don't know. I'm gonna look. Cool. And take a long time. Do, 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 do. I don't even think it's in this one. It's called The Brown Suit. A woman came to the funeral parlor to see her husband's corpse. You did a good job, she said to the undertaker. He looked just the way he always looked, except for one thing. My husband always wore a brown suit, but you have him dressed in a blue suit. That's no problem, said the undertaker. We can easily change it. When she returned later, her husband was wearing a brown suit. Thank God. Now he looks just the way he always did. I know you went through a lot of trouble. <laughs> it was no trouble, he said. As it happened... There is a man here who is wearing a brown suit, and his widow felt that blue would be better. <laughs> he is about your husband's size, so we gave him the blue one and gave your husband the brown one. Even so, she said, changing all that clothing was a big job. Not really, <laughs> said the undertaker. All we did was exchange their heads. <laughs> I love all these things. Like, all these little stories in these books are so fun, because it's always the last line. Yeah. That you're like, Bleh! It's like you're just waiting. You're I like, oh, them. this is gonna be good. Humans can lick, too. Ew. <laughs> I hate Frick. That. Frick that, you know? <laughs> I do. I don't have any, like, paranormal experiences, but I do have, like, a very, like, small degree of separation from a murderer, which you Get know about. Into it. So, basically, my uncle's dad was killed by a serial killer. Yep. Uh, true story, no clickbait. recently. This is, like, a recent thing. So, if you're from, like, the, like, southwestern Ontario region, yeah. you might have heard about this, but there was a nurse called Elizabeth Wetlawfer who worked at, um, various, like, senior citizen homes in, like, the southwestern Ontario region between 2007 and 2016. And my uncle, who's married to my aunt, who's my mom's sister, so he's, like, my uncle through marriage, yeah. his dad was in one of the nursing homes that this woman worked at, um, and basically, I think his dad was the first patient that she actually directly killed, because mm. she had tried it with, like, <laughs> but she tried it. Did um, she ever? 
with a couple of other patients, but they didn't die directly from, like, the insulin injection that she gave them, because that was her, like, modus operandi. Um, so, yeah, he... Yeah, the first case in which she injected mm-hmm. a patient with enough insulin to cause their death was on August 11th, 2007, when she murdered... I'm not going to say his name for, like, privacy reasons, not that anyone yeah. would care enough to look, but when she murdered him. And he was... I realized this when I was looking through the Wikipedia article. He was a World War II veteran, and he had six kids, which is, like, really just, like, adding insult to injury. It's just, like, why? You know? Like, it's at a senior facility. Like, they're on their way out. Well, exactly. Just, like, let it happen naturally. Yeah. Don't be a serial killer. So it was, like, so random, because, like, he was, like, 84, so, like, everybody just assumed he died of natural causes. Yeah. But it wasn't until, um, like, earlier this year, I guess, end of last year, beginning of this year, I guess it was last year, um, when she finally got caught and people realized and put it together and, like, she ended up having, um, she ended up killing, like, eight people. That's crazy. Um, and so it was, like, this whole big thing, so they're like, oh, like, no, your dad didn't just, like, die of natural causes, like, he was was murdered. murdered. Um, yeah, so that's the story of how my uncle's dad was killed by an angel of death. <gasps> so. So creepy. It's dope. <laughs> so, so creepy. Uh, any other spooky things? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> There's probably something that I'll remember immediately after yeah. we stop recording. One time, my dad got to go on a tour of Kingston Penitentiary. Oh, I always want to do that. Um, which he said was really awesome, and he got to see like a replica of the cell that Paul Bernardo would have mm. been like kept in, because um, he was in solitary confinement. Um, but Kingston Pen's not a thing anymore, so I think yeah, he's at like Millhaven or something like that. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. But he was like. My dad was like, yeah, it was, like, super, like, weird because I was just, like, walking through, like, with, like, inmates while they were, like, going to, like, the commissary and stuff like that. It's like, ooh, I don't like that. I remember. It's like, Kingston Pen is, like, an intense prison. Yeah. Like, it's... When you drive past it, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. you feel creeped out because mm-hmm. it's so, like, imposing looking. Yeah. Ugh. I remember when I went to um, the UK when I was, like, 12. Yeah. We went to um, Edinburgh. Oh yeah, and we did all the um, haunted underground oh, walks, so which are cool. pitch black, <laughs> and you have a guide leading you, and she's like telling you all these ghost stories. Yeah, and I don't so remember cool. the story exactly, like word for word or anything, but yeah. I remember like it was like people were hiding underground, and there was like this guy who was murdering people in that like confined space. And, like, his name was, like, Simon or something like that. Yeah. And so they, all the people who were living there, like, banished him to this one room. Yeah. And, like, this was, I went into this room, and before she told, like, the story or anything, you just felt, like, heavy. Like, your oh, shoulders I felt, like, shivers. Your shoulders felt, like, pushed down, and I was like, ew, like, what is happening? And uh. then I was, like, whispering to my mom, and I was like, why does, like, my shoulders feel, like, heavy? And then she told the story about how that was the... The room that they kept him in he was just like his spirit like haunts that area <coughs> sorry <laughs> and um it was very creepy and like literally as you left the room you felt just like fine again and it was ugh. she also told a story and i was like the youngest person on this tour yeah and she's it's pitch black 
telling the story, screams the scary part in my face, <laughs> and I was like, ah! Oh, no. But yeah, I bought, I have a bunch of those books somewhere to, like, all the haunted yeah. Edinburgh stuff, because they have so much. That's cool. Like, haunted history things. You went to the catacombs when you were in France, I did. right? Were those scary? They, it wasn't so much scary for the reason that you would think it would be scary it's just you felt i felt really claustrophobic oh yeah because it was so like there was so much of you so much of you so so many of you down there yeah and you were just like front to back with people in like a line that was not moving quickly and then you're like oh yeah surrounded by like like, bones nah what was creepy to me is at the end when you get out up this giant spiral staircase where you're out of breath by then (laughs) The security checks your bags to make sure you don't steal, you haven't stolen bones. Um. Dope. Why are you stealing bones? I like, I like that that's happened so much that, like, that, they have to check thing, bags. Right? They have, like, tables set up and you have to, like, dump and they, like, look through if you have, like, fragments of bone in your bag. I just feel like that would be some bad karma like, if don't... you took a bone from the catacombs. Right? Like, you're asking to be haunted by something. No, sir. No, thank you. Another spooky thing. I have to find the picture on my laptop to show you. Yeah. But one Halloween, it was me and two of my friends, and I took a picture. You told me about this. I took a picture, and it's like, the whole street was empty. It was like Halloween towards the end of the night where, like, all the kids are gone, and there's only maybe, like, a couple, like, teenagers, like, floating around. Yeah, sure. So I took a picture of my one friend, like, posing in her outfit. My other friend is standing beside me. Yeah. And behind... The girl in the picture, there's just this black figure of, like, a man, like, walking behind her. And there's all those little orbs all over the place. Oh, That's messed up. So creepy. So creepy. Should we do American Horror Story Corner? Oh, yes, God. Real quick. (sighs) Let's get our point. So, here. Let's get them out. What does it say? Oh, what does it say? Oh, yeah, and because we're recording this on a Tuesday instead of a Thursday, (laughs) I guess it, yeah, anyway, we'll be doubling up on American Horror Story Corner next week. Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you. No worries. (laughs) Okay, so the main point of American Horror Story Corner is entire plot change. Just completely changed. second point, Andy Warhol, question mark, question mark. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, Holy shit, I got a retweet from Eric Trump. That was oh, another. God. Herstory repeats itself. Uh. And um, basically the point was that the, the people who wrote Scum Manifesto are actually the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Um, and then they changed the entire, like, what the Zodiac Killer did. Yeah. Because, like, that's not, that's not who he killed or. Or what he did. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot, and none of it makes sense. And they had Lena Dunham being, like, the leader. I don't know. Valerie's. Yeah, Valerie something. So, so non- Something. I, we should have looked it up. We should have, but I'm not that invested in True. American Horror Um, they had her being, like, the, the lead of the Scum Manifesto people. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's. As Zoe said, there's going to be turfs everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) No, like, honestly, because you already have people who, like, think Lena Dunham, like, hung the moon, and, like... Which is wild. Don't understand that. Um, But sure, if you want to think that, you're wrong, but... But cool. (laughs) So I just 
feel like there's going to be, like, a weird resurgence. Oh, my God. Of, of the like, scum manifesto. Yeah, which is not entirely good. We don't want... It's not just vibe we're white going white feminists for. just running yeah. around. No. Turfs. Yeah. White feminists. Turfs. Love it. Ugh. Love it. Living no, no. for it. Um, do you have any favorites that you want to talk about? Because it's the end of the month. Oh, it is the end of the month. Oh. Bar Rescue. TV show. It's an all-time favorite, but I feel like we've been watching a lot of them together. Yes. Love a good If you've bar never rescue. seen Bar Rescue, please watch it. It's on Spike. Spike. Is it on Spike? Oh, it's on Spike. How can you not tell from the 8,000 commercials <laughs> the for three. other the other Spike programming? Yeah. Are you from Florida? No. Nah. <laughs> Me? Um, nah. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's this guy named John Taffer who knows all about bar science. Bar science. Goes and rescues bars <laughs> that it's, are dying. Yeah, it's like, you know, a restaurant makeover vibes. Like, they go in, they fix up a bar. But it's so funny because John Taffer is just, like... He's not real. The most hilarious person. He's just, like, a giant, first yes. of all. He makes the greatest facial expressions of all time. Watch just for the facial expressions. And just the, the people that they run into. It's just something else. Truly amazing. It seems like every bar owner feels as though they can drink on the job and get heavily intoxicated which while I, they're working. No. Which, I mean, I I worked, not quite. I worked in a bar for a short period of time, and that's not how we did things. So... Well, Maybe you would have met John Tapper if it was. So Could you imagine? I oh would my god. Died. Yeah. True. Favorite? I have a few. They're all TV related okay. because I've been Go watching a lot of TV this month. Um, Big Mouth on Netflix. Oh my god, yes. Was fucking hilarious. Neo Yokio, also on Netflix. Have you watched it? Very delightful. Yeah. Just like weird and wonderful. Um, Mind Hunter, also on Netflix. Phenomenal. Oh, so good. I have to start that still. Oh, it's based on the book by John Douglas and um, Markle Shaker, who were both um, FBI agents for the um, Behavioral Science Unit. Um, So it's based on their book. It's, oh my god, it's so good. Jonathan Groff is in it. He plays, like, the, uh, like, John Douglas character. It's phenomenal. So good. Really enjoyed that. And then my fourth favorite, also Netflix, is Atypical. Yes! Zoe had recommended it, and then I had also heard it recommended by somebody else. And so I finally started watching it, like, two weekends ago. And it is just so adorable. It's so delightful. Like, I can't... I... I could watch it over and over again. Like, it's just so good. Like, I want to... I'm, like, trying to, like, convince my mom to watch it because I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of the rare shows where, like, I liked all the characters. Yeah. Except for the ones that you're not meant to like. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't really have any other recommendations. I just watched a lot of TV this month, but I was proud of myself for actually watching new shows, because yeah. normally I just rewatch things that I've seen eight times before already, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think any other favorites that I have. <laughs> I, I'll probably remember as soon as we stop recording again. Probably. Um... I've just been listening to her Halloween playlist over and over again. Oh, yes. Because I am I just love Halloween, and yes. it's very exciting. That is some not-so-shameless self-promotion. Uh, we do have a playlist on Spotify um, that we made together with some of our, excuse me, favorite Halloween 
themed songs. Yep. So if you want to get into the spooky spirit or if you have a party for Halloween coming up, play our playlist. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Please. Um, you can follow us on Spotify at HonestlyPod. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at HonestlyPod. And Instagram. Instagram, HonestlyPod. Facebook, HonestlyPod. You can go to our website, which is the honestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home, or it will lead you nowhere. <laughs> exactly. It's an endless void. Um, and you can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Is that it? I think that's it. Bye! Bye.